David Tennant, welcome to Absolute Radio. Thanks very much. It's nice to be here. It's good to have you on home oh. time. What would you normally be doing at exactly this time of the day? Four o'clock at um, school from pick up. Six o'clock. Kind of, some kind of school pick up. Yeah, in your do you do you like the school run? You into the school run? Well, thing? It's, I don't know if one actively likes it. One, yeah. it. It's fine. I don't dislike it. It's one of the things you've got to do, isn't it? My daughter's nine, and yeah. she doesn't like me now hanging out with them. You know, when they queue to go into the school, oh, I, right, I'm, right, that, right. I like cramp her style. So yeah. I just wonder whether uh, is that early on for a kid to want to disassociate themselves? It depends on the kid, doesn't it? It does. I have one that likes kisses and cuddles and all that as they go in, and another one that would rather flail their own skin off. <laughs> Uh, so, you know. I'll tell you what they don't like. They don't like you driving down to uh, pick them up for the weekend and uh, falling asleep in the car park behind the school. Oh, yeah. And then exiting with oh. all their friends <laughs> and walking up and there's their dad asleep in the car. Like, they don't like that one, no like, matter what the age. Like you found an open car and yeah. it's got in. <laughs> crawled in. Yeah. Daddy lives in the Nissan Micro. <laughs> it's a polo, actually. Uh, yeah. David, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Just got to let you into a really quick thing here that happened okay. just before you arrived. Okay. We were testing the microphones. Yeah. And you'll want to hear this because we were just trying to get a, a, a kind of a, 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 I don't know, get a taster for how the sounds would be in the studio. Have yeah. a little listen to uh, Richie Firth's amazing... Hey, hey, hold on You've got to have a listen oh, to this. Well, I think yeah, David needs on. to hear this. Come on, Richie, right let's hear stuff. it. Here we go, here we go. Okay, this is me, one, two, one, two. Richie, your microphone. This is bad uh, three, form. Four, three, this four. is bad Can you form. just uh, test David's uh, microphone as well? Yeah. He'll listen. be sitting over there. Uh, uh, this is me, David Tennant. How are you, Andy? Okay, that's, that's not bad, I it, sound actually. a little drunk. How does he sound? What does he sound like? Well, it depends what role he's playing. He's Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, uh, Doctor Who was. It was less. <laughs> it was less Scottish. <laughs> um, but more Irish. Paddy <laughs> and Broadchurch was a little bit Scottish, but more gravelly. What about that, David? That's, that's so Richie good. doing your voices there. Yeah, the right. Broadchurch one was pretty good. Do you know what? That is, first of all, that's bad form. But secondly, the more <laughs> I then... I stand by those impressions. I thought Hardy was actually quite good. Do, Alec Hardy wasn't bad. Doctor Who was a little uh, leprechaunish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He'd found a pot of gold rather than a TARDIS, Do you I know think. what? I mean, maybe you can... I'm going to defend myself. This interview has not started off how I thought it would, by uh, the well, way. Well, it really does. I'm going to defend myself here, but it's getting into the acting a little bit. Um... I always find, as someone who I think is gifted with voices... Yeah. Unbelievable. That Are you, you referring to yourself, then? <laughs> he is. Oh, yeah, I see, I see. I thought you were complimenting me, but no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll back up, but it is part question as well. Yeah. It is very difficult from going from one accent straight to the other. Well, so, obviously... That's the, that's the trick, Richie, isn't it? The, the yeah. Doctor Who suffered because I was getting ready for the Hardy, I guess. Then. Oh, I see, that was that was your big finish. Yes, <laughs> that was what you were... That was what you, everything else... Towards. Everything else was secondary, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to him. Listen, so David, let's talk about the podcast. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this podcast. Where did this idea come from? Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm not entirely sure myself. It feels like it all happened a bit by accident. I was I was away from home for a bit, so I I, I was listening to quite a lot of podcasts because I had a bit more time uh, than one has at home. Yeah, and. Uh, I just thought, I love a podcast. I love that sort of curating your own radio, you know, that, yeah. that sense that you can find out things that are very, really quite specifically of interest to you. Um, and uh, I, I was having a conversation with my agent saying, I love a podcast. Maybe I could do a podcast. I was just sort of, I, I don't know where this came from. Anyway, my agent, Sarah, is a massive podcast fan. And suddenly I was in a meeting with all these people going, yeah, we can do this. What do you want to do? Who's going to be on it with you? And I was like, well, uh, 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 yeah, David, where's the idea? Probably she can do it. Yeah. She'll do it if I call her up. Uh, Jodie Whittaker. Well, I'd love to talk to Jodie Whittaker about, uh, I don't know. And suddenly it just kind of happened. And I, I, uh, I, I, it happened to me. 
rather. Well, and in terms of the environment, I, when mm. people listen, so let's just get this straight. It's, it's called David Tennant does a podcast with. Yes, inventively yeah. titled. I it love that. A long time. <laughs> That's what it did, says on the tin. Actually, did take us a really long time <laughs> to come up with that. But um, where where do you record these things? Are you sat by a roaring fire? Are you in a cafe? Or Mostly, what? we're in a studio. Uh-huh. There's a studio we can use in London. We've got one in New York, one in LA. That sounds very posh. Check him out. <laughs> we have studios. We have you're subcontracted in LA, <laughs> New York, on occasion. Um, and uh, on, on other occasions, we've gone to people. We sat by Ian McKellen's uh, uh, living room window with the with the uh, the Thames outside. Sounds very nice to hear that lapping. That's nice in the podcast, though, really, isn't it? That what do you mean? The very fact that you've got the Thames lapping outside, yeah. no one can see that. You can hear it though. Can you? It's an audio picture. You can. So in we're the, literally sitting by the Thames, and you can hear it. The Ian McKellen podcast. I will hear you the, will Thames. Hear the Thames. Yeah. All right. I retract my comments. Yeah, thank you, Richie. Get back, back in to, your box. Yeah. Get back to us <laughs> on that, will you? Hey. <laughs> do, you, do you find it difficult being someone uh, that is normally interviewed to suddenly become the interviewer? Well, I suppose that's a kind of interesting thing. That's part of what was interesting to me to sort of figure out what I like to be asked, what I don't like to be asked. Mm-hmm. Trying to to not put people on edge because I know what that feels like. So that you can get something that feels a bit more intimate. A bit can ramble a bit. It can all be, but you can also, I think, if people feel secure, you might get them to talk about things they don't normally talk about. Not interested in sort of revelations or, or getting people to confess to things that they wouldn't want to be talking about. Just, but just hopefully getting. A side of them that you don't necessarily get in a kind of five minute interview on a. But it's worked already, isn't it? Because I, I was on the the Sky News website the other day, mm. and uh, there's a story about uh, Olivia Coleman uh, correcting uh, Wikipedia with oh, uh, yeah. uh, an yeah. age or birthday. So I start reading down, and uh, two paragraphs into this Sky News article, it says Olivia Coleman, who was speaking to David Tennant, is <laughs> yeah. thinking, "Blimey, yeah. this is this is really this is, <laughs> setting the news agenda." Now. You're getting oh, traction, yeah. David. Yeah. You're getting traction. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we might have a few of them coming up. People, I mean, you know, it's not. It, it, we're like I say, I'm not interested in getting people to tell dark secrets they wouldn't want to share. But I think you know, people, there's always things that people haven't said elsewhere that that might come up. But probably because sometimes an interview environment can be. Uh, quite tense and you, you're not necessarily open. So yeah, well, if... when the hosts are sort of doing impressions of you before you arrive in the studio, <laughs> it, can, it can put you on edge, can it? So we're not, well, that's banned. Well, that's not allowed. Uh, would, you ever, would you ever want to interview someone that you didn't necessarily like or were fond of? Ah, that's very interesting because I've not done that yet. They're, yeah. they're all people that I've either, I, like with Olivia, I know her very well, I've done for years, or, there's all, or, or I've got some connection with or some sort of inclination towards. I don't, mm know what that would be like. Uh, are there any kind of um, psychological things that you've employed to get a little bit more out of people? Because sometimes, um, we know, like, people with, who work here at Absolute Radio, our boss Paul's brilliant sometimes at, at not saying stuff, and that gets you to fill the oh, silence. Right. You know, That's those psychological tricks. Trick, it? it is yeah. a trick. Do you use yeah. any of those kind of things in your, your question? consciously, no. I don't really. <laughs> it's a bit more... It's a bit more... It, it's just, it, it, Like, what I've always been saying about it is a terribly low concept. I, I, I'm only really interested in doing it if it's completely on my terms, if I have fun doing it. Because it is a sort of it's a side project it's not my day job so I feel liberated to then just go well this is just the way I'm going to do it I'm not interested in in tricking anyone or it, I, I, what, what's 
what I like with podcasts is those this the sort of the free form thing which allows things to be quite relaxed and allows yeah. people to kind of go places they wouldn't necessarily go. So that's what it's about. So Olivia Cohen was the first one, yes. uh, and they're coming out once a week. That's right. Who is still to come? Whoopi Goldberg is wow. next. Yeah, cool. and then, that wasn't done in a London studio. That wasn't. That could near the Thames <laughs> in the background <laughs> of that one. No, you couldn't, no. Uh, and then Jodie Whittaker uh, is after that, and then I, who else we got? Ian McKellen. We talked about Gordon Brown. I interviewed. Oh wow! Oh cool. Yeah, um, and that's an interesting one. Because I would like, uh, you were saying it would be interesting to do a politician that I wouldn't necessarily vote for. That <laughs> might be an interesting one. I yeah. thought about that, but I, yeah. but uh, Theresa May's busy, unfortunately. <laughs> she's got a lot on her plate at the moment, yeah. I think. Maybe when she's less busy, which can't come a day soon enough. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. Be interesting uh, if it, to, yes, to, to, someone that you kind of you know, diametrically opposing views to your own, whether that would be interesting or just combative, I'm not sure. Mm. So, I mean, you mentioned talking about your day job. I've read that you knew from a very early stage that you wanted to be an actor. Mm. Uh, so what's it like always having that kind of, you know, strength in your convictions that you, you never had a thing, oh, I want to try and do something different or no. it, throughout your career you've always wanted to do that? I have, yeah, this is it. This is me wanting to try something different. Have a little uh, d- uh, experiment doing a different job. This is as, This is as diverse as it gets for me. No, I know. Well, of course, I've never known any different. Yeah. So I, I never, I, in a way, I was spared the struggle of have to having to figure out what what one might do with my life. If you weren't doing acting uh, in a parallel universe, yeah. what do you think you might be doing? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> I mean, I really. And Got I any still transferable skills? That. Transferable no, skills? Zero. You must have Z- zilch. Nothing. And that is a worry. Even now, that is a worry. Local handyman, DIY. What's your DIY? Terrible. Really? Terrible. I can paint a wall. But there there, (laughs) there must. We all have something, surely, in your head that. uh, I mean, you. you, What's yours, Richie? Well, no, I. I, Dark, dark thoughts. No, it's not. (laughs) I was uh, in a taxi last night. Bloke driving me home from the train station, and he said he'd got a degree, but just enjoyed driving a taxi. And I've always kind of thought, as long as I had a decent taxi. Right. Once radio phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to drive a crap car. Okay, right? fair enough. He was in a Merc. Right. He was. It was a good taxi. Fine. Yeah. Was it clean? It was clean. Yeah, but wouldn't you be annoyed that all these humans were getting in your car and messing it up? Well, no. I think once I, I think it's it's a symbiotic relationship between the taxi driver well, and the passenger. Yeah, depending on what they leave in the backseat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but if you get in a Merc, you're going to treat it nicer than if you're getting in an Almira or something. I reckon. Maybe, it, but there'll still be the person that brings their stinking dinner in. And... <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is this the car you were sleeping in when you were picking your kids up? I think I would enjoy happily once. I, would you yeah. be relaxed? Or be like, don't drop chili sauce on my leather. <laughs> <laughs> Once radio folds, and it will at some point. I don't know how I've carried this charade for so long. It's going to happen quicker than you think, mate. You can tell I've thought about it a lot. There must be something that you kind of think, okay, acting's been really, really good to me. Yeah. But if there's a second career, I reckon I'd have a crack at that. Yeah. There isn't anything for I, you. I don't, I don't know what. That. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be. Because yeah. without blowing it's smoke up your backside, you are one of the more normal people that we have come in here. To the extent... <laughs> to the, no, no, to the extent that... I, f- for one of your appearances here, yeah. I drove you in in my polo. You I can't did? think That's of a single right. other oh, I person. About that. It was nice. And there was no fouling charge there, going back to the taxi <laughs> no, exactly, earlier on. Yeah. That was no. the first time I kind of thought I could no, do this but taxi. I'm a well, I've got a, a very high Uber rating, I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, as Richie just alluded to, uh, you are a nice guy, David. Richie just deluded. <laughs> deluded to. Uh, is there I mean, anything, although you're a nice guy, is there anything that winds you up about day to day life? Richie and I have started a, a, a kind of task force called the, the British Transport 
transport social police where oh, yes. uh, what we're doing is trying to get uniformed officers onto public transport to try and crack down on anti-social annoying behaviour. Okay. So is there anything about public transport? S- smacks of the fascist, if I may say. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a fun Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, like stuff like people putting their seat, uh, feet on the seats or people eating food that stinks at early doors in the morning, having crisps before 11am, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, using smartphones but uh, with the old loudspeaker on rather than actually putting up to you. Yeah, that, that kind oh, of thing. yes, that is. Uh, Would yes, you like to become one of our officers, David? That's what There's we're saying. There's a badge there on, for you if oh, you I wish see. to add to our constitution. On, so what do I have to do, though? Do well, I have to sort of go up? I don't like to go up to people. No, just I tut. like to hide. Oh, I just is that what I'm saying? Seriously, that yeah. is that oh, is I'm the, doing that is all the, the time. <laughs> that that is the harshest thing that anyone is allowed to do. It's just a good old British oh, touch. Oh, Roll right, of the eyes. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. anything behaviour-wise that you've witnessed that you that winds you up that you'd like for us to add into the list of uh, violations? On a train. Don't look at me. Just don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah. I would guess public transport-wise, though, for you, if we're thinking about it, the most public tra- transport that you must frequent these days would be a plane. I'm on the tube all the time. Are you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's quite taken aback yeah, by that comment, Richard. Yeah, yeah. You are on the tube yeah, well, all the time. Well, you're not picking me up anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> Is it like that scene in The Darkest Hour where Winston Churchill has a go on the tube and meets everybody? Uh, it's... No, I try... I very much in disguise. I very much... I look at my feet. I don't look up. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a tube, a regular tube user? Yeah, I am, yeah. yeah. And anything on there that you see that you just think, oh, I don't like this? Don't like what you're doing When here? people look at me. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone, I mean, if you go... You, you, there are hours of the day you've got to avoid because it's just... The way one is forced to behave during rush hour is utterly inhuman and you wouldn't put up with it in any other walk of life. Your face in somebody's armpit. I mean, actually within it well, I, I, and that's just normal behaviour I came to London from Bristol so it's a bit more calmer pace over there right. and I thought this is terrible the way people treat each other and within about two months of being part of the commute I, I do this thing now where I, I hold people's elbows to edge them out of my way if they're slowing sure, down sure sure what's happened to me people who, who are walking along and stop in front of me they just stop stop oh come on that's because yeah. they've put the tube map at the bottom of the escalators so people stop yeah, when they get off do yeah, you know what I mean yeah that's a violation use your badge I will. Yeah. Can I just show it to them? Just show or do it. I poke them with this pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is quite annoying. Uh, so, David, you worked on, on programmes and things that are, say, Doctor Who and Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, where movies or franchises which have massively protective uh, fans, fanatic yeah. fans. Is it scary to work on things like that when the fans are so protective of it? Um, it's scary before it comes out because you're terrified that they will deem you not to be worthy of the franchise and okay. therefore you must be punished. <laughs> uh, that's the scary bit. And also, well, well, for Doctor Who, of course, because I was one of those fans, I grew yeah. up loving that show. So then I got very, very scared before my first one came out that I would in some way break it and be held responsible for the death of something that my eight-year-old, my eight-year-old self would have hated <laughs> me so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you do feel the weight of that responsibility. In just, some respect, then, when you do the episode with Jodie in the podcast, is yes. that a, th- that's something that could even turn into a therapy session for both of you? Oh, it does a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, he's quite a small self-help group. Yeah. You know, it's a Doctor Who's a particular thing. It has a it gets a particular type of enthusiasm and attention that isn't really like anything else. Yeah. Because it's cross generational, because it's because people have grown up with it. So even people who don't watch the show feel very protective of the show. Um and there are only well, there's only thirteen of us mm. uh, who've who've experienced what that is, and three of them are no longer with us. So that is it's quite a particular thing and, and there is a there is a, an element of a kind of mm. 
uh, self-help group between us. You it know. used to absolutely scare the bejesus out of me yeah. when I was a kid. It really, really was. The, the Cybermen and all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Little robot dog. Yeah, mm. not so scary. K9. I, didn't, I didn't like the look of him either. Something about him. Really? Yes. You're a very nervous child. Yeah, quite nervous. <laughs> Don't try and get inside my head, David. Okay. I've heard the podcast. <laughs> but no, I, so I, I would love, love to make a, a comeback and, and, and watch Doctor Who. Like, is there anything I need to read to kind of get into it or anything, the basics I need to know? To get back into Doctor Who? Why, why are you not into it anymore? <laughs> well, <I don't, laughs> this is a very risky line of yeah. questioning. I've not watched it since it scared me as a child. So I've been reluctant to go back to it because it did actually give me nightmares wow. as a kid. So is it a little so less you, scary you now? No idea who I am. I'm a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, why I had to do the impression. Yeah, I see. <laughs> That's the guy. Sense, oh, the leprechaun. <laughs> the <isn't> leprechaun <laughs> fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, da- is Dav- Davros still in it? He he made a return on one of my episodes. I'm sure you've caught that one. I caught that one. I yeah, caught yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 he yeah. was scary yeah. as well. He, he was, was really, scary, really yeah. scary, yeah. Weeping yeah. Angels were the scariest yeah, yours, scary. I always thought. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. gave me nightmares. Yeah. And I was in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other question I just got very quickly about um, a, a slightly boring TV thing, but I've got to ask you about this. Yeah. Someone told me the other day in the pub that the EastEnders set is so old and rickety... And this is in TV world. Yeah, uh, that they don't record it in HD because people could see the imperfections in it. Okay, and that's why they're spending all this money on getting the uh, extended right. set being sure. done up again. Is that a consideration in the world of TV that people are, uh, can now with high definition can pick up on stuff a lot more? Yeah, and, and pick out imperfections in anything. Is that something you think about at all? It's well, it's, it's all artifice, isn't it? So it's all uh, every. Every take that you do in a, in a drama is all about making sure, and it's all it's all just about what's in front of the lens and and making sure that so there can, there can be any manner of nonsense around it. It's yeah. all just about creating that that fantasy in that in that camera lens at that time. So it's always that's all you're ever doing, I suppose. I guess on something like EastEnders, when there's there's multiple cameras shooting, they got to get through a lot of stuff. Yeah. If you've got one of the walls you can't shoot at anymore because <laughs> there's a big <laughs> hole in it, then they're probably uh, it's probably going to slow them down. I would imagine. Yeah. That sounds like quite a brutal thing to be part of something like EastEnders. They call it a soap or continuing drama or whatever. Yes. Yeah. They, they do big volumes of hours. I per guess week. they do a lot of pages every day, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah tough. A lot of memorising. A lot of memorising. Are you a good memorizer? Well, I mean, I'm used to it because I do it quite a lot, but I don't know that I find it as easy as some. I, I would find that I would only have room in my brain, like as a very limited capacity. So yeah. I'd, I'd tape over a bit of my brain if I had to learn two things at once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think you do do that. Yeah, if you're learning a lot of lines, you don't retain them beyond the day you've done them. You sort of you you say them once they're out. I could never remember them the next day. They're just gone. Yeah, they're just yeah, out there. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, I'm going to be listening to the podcast and if I hear this next thing come across into the podcast, I'll know exactly where it's come okay, from. Okay, there's a trademark. <laughs> Is this a game? No, it's a... not a game at all. It's not a game at all. Okay. It's something a little bit old school that Andy and okay. I uh, remember from our youths right. um, and we're trying to uh, introduce into the world of radio and that is uh, the concept of the visitor's book. Oh. So, uh, obviously, uh, when you were going on holiday with your parents, you'd yeah, sign the visitor's yeah, yeah, book yeah. after staying in the B&B yeah. Yeah. and uh, that's what we're doing with our interviews at the moment. Right. Uh, so, we'd like what to invite you to... a lovely visual idea for radio. <laughs> it really works. They really get 
get into it, David, yeah. I tell you. Series of podcasts, he starts knocking <laughs> concepts. I, I see what's going on here. Uh, so you can join the likes of uh, Bill Bailey and okay. uh, Paul McKenna and uh, Joe Lysett and Gerard Butler. Is it really Paul McKenna or did he just convince you it was? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, like what Joe Lysett has done, actually write your address. Wow. He's the only oh. person that done it. But I will let you use my fountain he lives pen. lives in Birmingham. <laughs> Joe, yeah. like to, don't read any more than that. <laughs> 742. <laughs> David. <laughs> Oh, no, he's made that up. Look at that. That's not a real no, place. We, we Google that. I promise you, we've Googled it. That is where he lives. Yeah. Oh, it's so tempting to say it out loud, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. The yeah. man is one big security breach. What yeah. a lovely guy, Joe. <laughs> yeah. We do find it does actually give quite a slow pace to the end of the interview. We're working on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just got it a mortgage with us. It's a bit quiet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the comments bit is also quite awkward if they slag you off right at the end. Yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't normally have the hotelier stood over you no. whilst you're doing the review, <laughs> to be fair. Might be something we want to review. Just to actually ask you about the podcast uh, quickly I'm, here, I'm, David. I'm a bit worried about my spelling. Oh, That's yeah. all right, Carry on. Um, how do podcasts work with this? Is it going to be a season of them, a certain number? Or? Do you know what? We've just been having that very discussion. We've certainly got nine that are recorded. We've yep. got about another four that are due to be recorded very soon. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's the thing with podcasts. There's no... You can kind of decide. You can kind of go, we've done 13, that's it. Just wrap it up. Or, yeah, or keep going forever, or have a little break and come back and do some more. Well, you've kind of been rewriting the rules with this, though, because there's got to have been an element of quite a stellar contacts book of yours to 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 to, to find your guests. Yeah. So it, I guess it depends how many friends when you I, have. Exactly. <laughs> and how many of them go. No, Are you I'm saying not. he's running out of friends and he's done nine? No, look, it, you're lot. trying to besmirch this relationship <laughs> yeah. we have here. That's uh, not what I'm saying. No, it is. Yeah, I, but then. It, the, what, what's liberating about it again because it's not my day job it's sort of it'll be what it'll be you know? yeah, 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 and, yeah. I, and I'll just sort of if it stops being fun we'll stop doing it or if I don't have anyone interesting to talk to anymore <laughs> we'll stop doing it uh, and then if, but if someone presents themselves then we'll just keep going it's a sort of it's a bit of a it's a bit of a side hustle you can afford to enjoy it yeah. thank you yes and if you need to go down and drop down to that second or third tier of friends yeah. Richie and I know a lovely pub by the Thames which right. sound brilliant in the background right. we are available in the afternoons before this show uh, David Tennant David Tennant does a podcast with check it out now thank you so much for, thanks for Radio. having me he's written thanks for the leprechaun <laughs> <laughs>